So, Percy, in your experience, is it uncommon for a doctor to believe that God has gifted him or her with the ability to medically treat patients? No, Wayne, it isn't. In fact, there are probably more practicing physicians today who adhere to this belief than many may be aware of. We're going to hear from one today, a personal physician who firmly believes that God has gifted him with his abilities to serve his patients. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. It's really great to have you with us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P. He is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, you doing okay? I'm doing well, my friend. Blessed and highly favored. Thank you. (laughs) We all are, aren't we? Uh, Today we're talking about, is there a doctor in the house? And you're going to introduce us to a doctor who really is a pretty special guy. Yeah, this is my personal uh, GI physician who was part of my cancer journey. And so uh, I thought it would be important to have a discussion with him. And we're going to hear some very interesting things today and learn some good things about cancer accordingly. All right. We'll get to that conversation in just a few moments. We love to ask our listeners a question each week because it just fosters community as we learn from each other on this podcast. So what's the question you've chosen this week, Percy? Well, our question this week, and we've never asked this question before, Wayne, so this is a new question. Okay. And and it goes as follows. Would it matter to you if your physician adhered to a personal spiritual faith and why? Interesting. All right. Uh, I'll I'll withhold my answer to that question right now, but uh, I'd like to hear our listeners' thoughts on that. So if you'll go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Connect, the drop-down menu there will give you an opportunity to type your response. Would it matter to you if you're a physician adhered to a personal spiritual faith and why? We'd love to get your reaction to that question. As you said, we've never asked that question before, so I can't share any responses, but we can share a response to a previous question asked, Percy. We can. And so the question previously that has been asked is, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? And this respondent said this, I thought I was doing everything right as far as eating healthy, exercising, not drinking and smoking. But I got angry when I saw people abusing their bodies, yet they are not sick. Hmm. Why me? And I think the important uh, dynamic here that is being communicated is this person, I believe, felt challenged around the fact that they thought that they were doing everything correctly and following the rules, if you were. Yeah. Uh, and and yet they see others not doing so. And on some level, that may have challenged their faith in God. And why do they feel like they're being punished or subjected to a cancer journey when there are others who are not doing the things that they need to do? And this could very well be uh, a school of thought that many may have with regard to why did this happen to me versus other people who are not doing the things that they should do. And there's, I think, a sense of just not uh, feeling like there's justice in the world Mm -hmm. and and where is God in that process. So I thought it was a very interesting answer. Yeah, it's a very honest answer, and and we appreciate that. We encourage that. We we don't want to sugarcoat the the questions or the answers here that we ask and receive from listeners. So thank you for considering this week's question. Would it matter to you if your physician adhered to a personal spiritual faith and why? Answer at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, your life and mine is centered on God's Word, so uh, I'd love for you to share a verse with us as we begin today. 
Well, I want us to listen very carefully to this scripture because it's really going to be impactful once we hear uh, the conversation with uh, the doc today. It's found in Isaiah 41, and we're going to read verses 13 through 14, 13 and 14, and it reads as follows. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you worm, Jacob. You men of Israel, I will help you, says the Lord, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Remember and hold on to this statement today because we're going to hear some profound things with this conversation that's going to tie into this school of thought. Our guest in just a moment, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, as Percy travels about the country and visits various cancer treatment centers, he uh, sits down and talks with guests, and he brings one of them to us right now. Man, oh man, oh man, am I excited. Um, There are times that I have interviewed people who were special to me and meaningful to me, but there is no more of a more meaningful person that I have known and that I've worked with than the gentleman that we're about to talk to today, and that is Dr. Pankov Vashi, who is, um, well, he's one of the top docs in the greater Chicagoland area that was listed by uh, Chicago Magazine. Uh, He works at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and he's been here for well over uh, 20 years now. 28. 28 years. And um, he is my GI, and he was an integral part of my process when uh, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. And uh, my surgery, he he was the lead person that took uh, all of that and and stepped me through the process. And so today we're going to talk to one of my favorite people. Welcome to the show today, Dr. Vashi. How are you, buddy? Thank you. Thank you very much, uh yeah, too nice. Uh, well, we've known each other now. I was sitting here trying to do the math, Doc. Uh, I spent 18 years in this building uh, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Chicago. So that means I've known you that entire time uh, and um, worked with you, worked alongside of you, and then, of course, had you work on me. <laughs> so <laughs> in any capacity of the word work, uh, that has been the relationship that we've had and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the partnership and the friendship and the support that you've provided me with regard to what I do, uh, spirituality and support of cancer patients. But the work that you do, let's talk about uh, you're a GI, uh, gastroenterologist. Uh, let's talk about what uh, a GI does and some of the more specific dynamics of being a GI. Let's share with the audience just for those folks that are not familiar with that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Uh, so gastroenterology is a field that obviously deals with your digestive tract. Yep. Um, after Phoenix, finishing my training, I decided to come out here, not knowing what my role would be in this institution, but over the years uh, I have gravitated towards 
cancers in GI tract. Mm. So all the cancers that include stomach, esophagus, which is the food pipe, your pancreas, your liver, colon, which is a very common cancer in in uh, this country. And so I've been dealing with GI cancers pretty much since I came here in 1992. Wow. Uh, the field has evolved significantly. We do endoscopic procedures, which also have evolved uh, with mm. new technology. But at the end of the day, it's still diagnosing these patients early, managing them early. Yeah. You are a good example of that. And, uh, uh, and, and that's where really a role for gastroenterologists is more so early detection and, and have good outcomes. And, and you're right. I can certainly speak to that, Doc. Though I was in South Florida, um, I was experiencing some symptoms, and, uh, and I knew something wasn't right. Um, you know, previous, probably many years ago, you did my first endoscopy because I had had a history of acid reflux and uh, GERD. Uh, and again, for people who do not know what GERD is. GERD is gastroesophageal reflux disease, which is acid reflux in layman's term. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, you, you, were the, you were the first person that I've ever been scoped by, and that was done, I think, 15 years ago or something like that. And, um, you know, so over the years, you know, we've had uh, our relationship with each other, but I was not here in the greater Chicagoland area. Uh, Hat was experiencing some symptoms, uh, belching, bloating, uh, and then uh, irregular bowel movement that I knew something wasn't right. So I found a local GI and in the community where I'm residing now in South Florida, we did uh, uh, a scope and um, sure enough, uh, he said he found something, and so he suggested and recommended that I see a surgeon down in South Florida. And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> I said, "Let me call my GI back up in Chicago, and I'm going to pass this ball forward." And so I made the phone call to you, as you will remember, and uh, you said, first and foremost, send me your records. Let me look at them." And uh, got those to you. You took a peek at them. You was like, "Yeah." How soon can you get here to Chicago? We need to do something as soon as possible. And uh, you pushed the button from there and made everything move. Uh, long story short, had surgery on July 22nd, uh, and we've already interviewed and talked to my surgeon, Dr. Hallaby, who uh, you were very comfortable with, and I knew who he was, and um, we took care of that. We had a third of my colon removed. Uh, we found a growth about 4.4 size uh, centimeter. Uh, it had not broken through the muscular wall of the colon, so that was really good news. We um, biopsied... Uh, multiple um, lymph nodes that did not show any evidence of cancer there. There were no cancer markers in my blood. And you were part of all of that process and looking at that. And so here we are now where my prognosis looks good. I have, you know, early stage one colon cancer and I have not had any symptoms since then and I'm not doing any treatment. But I said all that to say and went through that whole process uh, had I not listened to the symptoms and paid attention to the symptoms of my body and then said, I need to go get a colonoscopy. And I did a, a, a upper and a lower, which is an endoscopy and a colonoscopy at the same time. Uh, I could have missed that. And if I had waited, I don't know, another six months or whatever, we could have had a very different story. Let's talk about the power and the importance of early detection and colonoscopies and endoscopies, because I know a lot of people who are still very much afraid to do both of those. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I think one thing to keep in mind and to your listeners is that screening is the best way to identify early colon cancer. And we have done a very good job over the last two decades, there has been decline in incidence of colon cancer mm. significantly. 
because of the fact that uh, insurance companies and everybody and all the organizations, American Cancer Society and our GI organizations have been pushing to get screening done at age 50. Yeah. And there are some high-risk patients that are doing it even younger. So I think there is definitely room for more of this to be done because you are a good example. Um, you did not ignore your symptoms uh, and and you are a man of God and I've always known you as that yeah. and uh, over the years that we have worked here I remember walking by in the hallways and every, as soon as I see Percy <laughs> I would stop doing everything and get his blessing because That's uh, the truth. He, I used to always tell him you are my way <laughs> to the man up there yeah. so but he was looking after you yeah. I think that things worked out very well the best I have to tell you I have to confess when I first saw your colonoscopy report I uh, really thought that this would be more advanced, just looking at the pictures. Yeah, and it's interesting because my wife shared that with me, who you also have known actually probably longer than you've known me through a previous work relationship. And she shared with me the fact that you had shared that with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, and to recap, you're exactly right. So uh, several hours after surgery on that Monday, you came to visit me and and you said, uh, as you stated, you said, man of God, let me tell you, God is looking out for you, man of God. Uh, and you admitted and you had shared with me and looking at my pictures, you said, I really thought this was a little worse than what it ended up being. And I, I thank God for for that fact that I do believe and I certainly will declare that, you know, my faith along with good medical care. And that's the message of this show, Doc. This is not this show does not prescribe spirituality and faith in replacing medical care. Medical care uh, has to be something that we take very serious as people of faith. And then we use our faith in conjunction with our medical treatment to empower us, to inspire us, to uh, uh, encourage us, but we don't use that in place of. And so I appreciate you bringing that point up and you're exactly right. That's exactly uh, how you unpack that. And you said, God is looking out for you, man of God. But I think also the technology of the day, as you said, uh, robotic surgery, early detection, scans, these are all things that are gifts of God that sometimes I think we tend to try to separate and isolate as people of faith. And these are here for our benefit. They're tools. You've been doing this a long time, Doc. Uh, What would you say uh, and what have you experienced with regard to seeing people who have utilized or expressed a strong sense of faith and spirituality? How has that been valuable and beneficial to people under and during a medical process of treatment? That's a good question. You know, dealing with cancer patients, uh, I strongly believe in faith. It could be any faith. Yeah. Uh, I come from a country where spirituality is huge, strong. Yeah. I just listened to a, a podcast of another uh, Swami from India yeah. who was talking about the roots and the tree trunk and the roots has to be strong, which is spirituality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't see it, but it has to be there inside yeah. you. Yeah. But I feel that over the years that I worked here, patients and the family members um, who have strong faith for whatever reason, they pull through this much better than those who do not. I see that all the time. And and interestingly, they have better outcomes. And even if it is not a good outcome, they are at peace because they believe in the Almighty. And yeah. I'm a strong believer. I don't start my day without prayers every morning yeah. because I know God has given me this wonderful hands to do what I do. Yeah. 
but without his help, it would have never been what I've reached. So I strongly believe in that. And that's really, you know, what we advocate on this show. And of course, this program is sponsored by the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We don't hide that. Uh, somebody has to pay for this, obviously. But the, the balance of our message on this show, health, hope and inspiration is exactly what you stated. And I cannot tell you. How many of our docs that I've interviewed, you know, Dr. Delatore, uh, Dr. Hallaby, and others who have advocated the same thing. Uh, actually, Dr. Hallaby shared with me, we interviewed him, that he had a pastor who he was about to perform surgery on who asked Dr. Hallaby, would you mind if I pray for you? <laughs> and he said he was humbled and that he was honored that that a patient would even ask that of him. And he said absolutely because of the same sentiment that you have expressed of understanding that I, I have gifts and I have skills, but they came from God and they enable me to do the things that I do. I think that that's a beautiful marriage and balance that when we find that place and then the possible outcomes that you articulated, there's something to be said about understanding the value of spirituality no in a healthcare environment. No doubt at all. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm a strong believer because I feel like, you know, from my own experiences, uh, there is some supernatural power there that helps us, guide us, tells us what to do, mm. when to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it helps in how I deal with my own life. Uh, yeah. You know, people ask me, said, you know, you deal with cancer, you seeing patient dying every other day. Right. How do you manage? And I said, you know, I look at the one that I help yep. as much as I can. And yeah. then I leave it to the God of Almighty and see how he can help. And, uh, you know, all I can say, I can go to bed without being worried that I did my best for this patient sure. and as long as you, you do your best and believe in uh, the supernatural power which I strongly believe in and together we can help those people and I think that gets me through and then you see some great results you are a good one yeah people like you make inspire me to go and do more of that and it's, so. it's interesting <laughs> doc you're right because uh and I cannot tell you how many people who have who've known me now and, you know, I went public and, and allowed individuals to know I did it very strategically who stopped me now and ask. And this is really important for me. You know, well, how old are you? What were some of your symptoms? I think I need to start looking at that. I need to be I need to consider this. I had a gentleman just a week and a half ago. He he said, I probably need to go have a colonoscopy. I said, mm -hmm. you should seriously think about that. He said, until I met you and knew of your story, I would have never even considered that. That's so a message. So to your point, uh, the ability to be able to help people where we can, you know, I'm not a physician, you are, but, but to be able to rest your head on the pillow at night knowing that, you know, you've put that all in his hands and you do all that you can do. And, and let me say, Doc, you are an excellent physician and I stand well, tall. thank you to say that you would not have been listed as, you know, one of the top docs of the greater Chicagoland area uh, if you were not. And and I know of your reputation. I have personally been your patient and am still your patient. So moving forward, how encouraged are you about the cancer conversation moving forward? I, I, I think there is a lot to be uh, looking forward to. Uh, the whole diagnosis and treatment and um, new modalities of treatment in oncology is very fascinating. So going back to your point that why do we even get this cancer? Why is it more common in this country than in third world yeah. countries? I think a lot has to do with our diet. Okay, It starts off with diet. We started eating more refined foods, fast foods, uh, 
not doing much exercises uh yeah. physically not being a two third of the us population is considered obese uh that is by itself a risk factor and we've talked we've had yes. carol and lammersfield on okay. the show so you, and i know that you've worked very sure. closely with her yes. at asco and other presentations yes. and yes. helping us understand that correct correct so i think that 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 is the challenge we are facing but i think there is more and more awareness so that's one component of it the other part is as you said technology is helpless diagnose early and take care of problems early and then comes the treatment part even within the treatment part the whole um, knowledge of the digestive tract mm. and the genomes of bacteria in your colon how they play a major role we are learning a lot more than we have ever known and a lot more to know the whole thing about immunotherapy and all these new modalities of treatment mm. the targeted therapies yeah. the genomics and doing genomics and doing specific targeted therapies i think this is going to in my opinion in next 20 years we are not going to treat cancer the way we are doing today we are going to be going after individual patients genome and deciding what treatment to give yeah. rather than doing the same blanket treatment to all patients so field of oncology in my books is very very fascinating my own daughter just decided to become an oncologist oh did she so you know nikita i think yeah. you have met her as no, a little very kid very well yes, yes as yes. a little girl yep yep so okay. nikita is going to ucla okay. uh, in oncology so i think a lot to look forward to and we're going to see a lot of uh, advances but the key message to your to your listener is that do not ignore any symptoms Correct. number one and you if you are at that age of 50 um just get yourself checked because there's no replacement to an early detection yeah well doc i tell you i am um, i'm encouraged um and and i'm grateful i am i am extremely grateful uh as we move forward and i guess in our closing seconds um and i ask everyone on the show who's who stopped by the show and and i told you after surgery i said the next time i'm here at the hospital i'm going to get you on the show doc <laughs> and i couldn't believe that of all of the years that i've known you i hadn't interviewed you up until this time so i made it i made sure to make sure that you'd be on the show this time um what is one thing that keeps you hopeful like you say you see a lot of patients you see some patients who survive you see some patients who don't you see some patients who do well you see the full gambit of range of what happens to the cancer continuum what keeps you hopeful and what provides you hope for the work that you do or for life in general so you know hope is such a great word i mean we we use it uh, many times uh, not thinking about it properly but if you think about it hope is the reason why we do what we do and i think one if you ask me one thing that is keep me going all these years is seeing the good results of what i've done to patients mm. uh, i've had a patient stop by in the corridor says yesterday says you did my colonoscopy 17 years ago you <laughs> won't remember it but you saved my life i mean i hear that kind of thing yeah. i think that and faith spirituality yeah i think those two things uh keeps me going you cannot always win the battle but if you can say that you did your best to help that patient and when you see this amazing results of patients that are told that they don't have much to live and then we save and then give them some longevity of quality of life i think that is one thing that will never stop me from mm. keep on doing what i'm doing i think that's to me that's it that is it and and it's now 28 years 28 years well i got to tell you doc um you are amazing i love you 
Uh, I respect you, and I and I just want you to hear, and I want the audience to know how truly grateful I am for our relationship. I remember when you called me back on the cell phone after I got my uh, my my pathology reports from South Florida, and you said. I remember the, the tone in your voice. You said, Percy, I am so sorry to hear that you're dealing with this. And, and I could feel your compassion through the telephone. And I know you well enough to know of the multiple conversations that we've had. <laughs> we've, we've been out together socially at yes. functions and we've, we've been presenting together and et cetera, ethics committee meetings. And you cannot know, Doc, how, how important that was to me and for me. And that was probably the first time that I felt a little emotional just hearing <laughs> your voice say that uh, because I stopped all of the presses in South uh, Florida and I said, we're not doing anything until I talk to my GI back in Chicago. And when I got that phone call, I was actually at a social function and received that phone call. Mm -hmm. And that, it was like, okay, all right, I'm in good hands. Um, we have a plan. We're going to move forward. And we did. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for all of the patients that you've touched. And thank you for all of the, the work that you do and will continue to do. And we're going to pray the next generation of Ashley's are going to see that next evolution of greatness with regard to cancer care. And so uh, be well, be blessed. Give my best regards uh, to Mrs. Dr. G. And I'll tell her I said hello, <laughs> well, uh, Vashi, and then the kids. And uh, continue to keep doing what you do, my friend. And uh, I love you to life and not to death. Thank well, you so thank much. You. Thank you for having me on this uh podcast and uh, wish you all the best. All right. God bless. Right. You've heard today from Dr. Uh, Pankov Vashi, who is listed and was listed at one of the top uh, docs in the greater Chicagoland area by Chicago Magazine. His his resume is enormous. He has presented at ASCO and all different functions, uh, vice chair of certain medical bodies, and uh, I could go on and You're on. You're too nice. <laughs> uh, but but, but uh, truly uh, a genuine human being, a fantastic physician, and, and my friend today uh, on health, hope, and inspiration. God bless. Thank you. A conversation recorded earlier, but Percy, it's obvious your love for this man, this doctor. What a wonderful person. Absolutely. I've known him a really long time. We have worked together. We've engaged with each other. And of course, he has personally uh, helped me through my health care and my most recent dynamics of cancer. And so I have nothing but the utmost yeah. regard for this individual. Well, there was a time when you were based in Chicago. You now live in Florida, but you were you were in the uh, Chicago Cancer Treatment Center of America uh, almost every day, right? Of, that is correct. So we walked the halls together. We saw each other on a regular basis. We were in meetings together. We presented at conferences together. We've done it all for sure. <laughs> all right. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about the, about the conversation we just heard in a moment. But if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
I want to talk about this conversation with Dr. Vashti today because not only do you have a deep personal relationship, but he's a professional in every sense of the word, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. This man is well-spoken. He is uh, very precise in all that he does. And yet he still has that personal touch where he befriends his patients and he makes you feel so comfortable with him. And so he has the balance of that bedside manner and still clinical excellence that allows an individual to have total and complete confidence in in partnering with him through any process of healthcare that, that, that he's involved in with you on a personal level. Yeah. And I was glad that the two of you talked about the importance of early screening, early detection. Well, yeah, of course, I, I benefited from that at the end of the day. And, and as a, my story has has been unfolded, uh, it was one of the dynamics that really gave me the opportunity uh, to have such a healthy prognosis is that, you know, I recognized some symptoms and then I right away scheduled to have uh, a screening done. And so we want to encourage everyone uh, to please make sure that you are doing your screenings and particularly with regard to colon cancer, don't delay and don't put that conversation off in any way. Yeah. You know, I just had to smile listening to the two of you talk about uh, your friendship and how you you encourage and bless each other. Uh, it goes both ways. Yeah, it, it really does. Uh, the beauty of, again, Dr. Vashi, he's so personable. And, you know, as he stated, he'd walk down the hall and he would see me and he would stop whatever he was doing and whatever the situation was. <laughs> and he would be, man of God, man of God, bless me today. Put your yeah. hands on me and he bless me He wasn't shy today. about asking for the blessing, was he? <laughs> Not at all. And he would be very open and he would be very forthright and he would be very sincere. And so uh, I just love uh, all and everything about him for sure. There's all no right. question about it. Well, speaking as a patient now, what does it mean to you when a doctor has that kind of attitude and outlook on life? It is profound and it is prolific. Number one, you feel like you you have a partnership. And we talk about that often that, you know, one should seek out uh, medical care and engagement with with, with health care professionals that are that will be a partner with you and make you feel like you are part of the process. And that is exactly the case uh, with Dr. Vashi. So uh, we would, we sat down and talked about all elements and aspects of things. He asked me, how did I feel uh, about some of the things that was being recommended and suggested. Uh, and again, at the end of the day, I felt like I was part of the process. I mm-hmm. felt like I was I was driving the car. Mm-hmm. The, the doctor wasn't driving the car. I was driving the car. And he was riding along with me and helping guide me through my process. And it was an enormous feeling of confidence uh, that would eradicate uh, fear and hopelessness and doubt and uncertainty. All along the way, he's standing there and he's sitting there with me saying, we'll work through this together. And that's exactly what we did. Well, I've never been in the position you were in as a patient who had to look to a person like Dr. Vashti. But again, it's just got to make such a huge difference just to have that positivity about him and his stress of the importance of faith. I mean, that reinforced your whole your whole outlook on life as well. It, it did, and it does. And one of the things that he expressed is that he also has a deep and abiding uh, personal spiritual faith. And, you know, even though our faith practices may be different, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, he is completely uh, convinced of the fact. And one of the statements that he made is that no doubt about it, I'm a strong believer. Uh, he said that I feel like that from my own experiences, there is a supernatural power uh, that helps us, that guides us and tells us what to do and when to do it. And he said it helps him 
in his practice and it helps him even in his own personal life. Yeah. He listens uh, to spiritual podcasts yeah. along uh, the way to work. Again, he is plugged into the dynamic of he is not driving the bus that he is getting assistance and help from a supernatural force beyond himself. Interesting to hear a doctor say people of faith seem to do better. Correct. And so, uh, you know, he's been doing this a long time. And so he he has watched and experienced uh, the mental, emotional and in many cases, physical reaction of patients who are plugged into a source of spirituality that sometimes and in many cases seems to propel them, push them forward, allow them to rise above the challenges and the circumstances and certainly the rigors of care and treatment from a, uh, a cancer perspective. And so he's a he's a, a believer and he is a supporter of the fact that spirituality can, in many cases, be a difference maker for patients as they go through their healthcare experience. You know, as time goes on, it's going to be interesting to see see what new uh, treatments develop in cancer care, but he kind of hinted at that it's going to be different in 20 years because research is, is ongoing. He did. He One of the things that he stated very clearly that, you know, we should be and can be excited at the progression of of the ability to treat cancer. And uh, I think he made reference to the fact that his, his daughter has gone into medicine and uh, following in his footsteps and that he is encouraged that she will be able to do things uh, and that generation later down the line that, that cannot be done or only has been imagined to be done as we continue to learn more and understand better how to treat sickness and disease and cancer in particular. So it's very encouraging yeah. to hear that from a physician. Well, I'd like to pose our question once again to our listeners this week, the question that you've authored. We'd like to uh, poll our listeners, if you will, would it matter to you if your physician adhered to a personal spiritual faith and why? Mm. And I anticipate a variety of answers. I look forward to each and every one of them. Absolutely. We want to uh, kind of stoke that fire a little bit. Uh, I do believe that, that, that more and more people are encouraged by the fact that practicing physicians adhere to some sort of spiritual faith. Obviously, uh, people want their, their physicians to have clinical excellence and good medical uh, insight and skills. But does it and would it matter to you if your doctor also had some sort of spiritual orientation and belief and why? So, yeah, we'd love to hear the answer to that. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Connect, and you'll have an opportunity to type your response to our question, healthhopeandinspiration.com. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, at that same website, we're offering a free resource for download, immediate download, How God Works Through Doctors. Uh, I'm guessing you authored this, didn't you? Yes, sir. And we felt compelled to write something uh, that would give balance and perspective to uh, medicine and science and faith and spirituality and how uh, they can be amalgamated together and how God can work through and flow through uh, physicians and that physicians aren't 
uh, to be afraid of and that we need to embrace them and understand that the gifts that they possess uh, are gifts that came from God, that they did not give themselves the ability to do that, that there was an endowment of understanding and insight of the practice of medicine. So this document will help to uh, continue to reinforce the fact that we should embrace our physicians and understand that they have been gifted by God uh, to do the things that they do and that they can be beneficial to us as we continue to believe and trust in the Lord along a path of journey of health and wellness. The resource is called How God Works Through Doctors. You can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, there's a reason why you chose the scripture passage that you read at the beginning of the program here today. Uh, Tell me why. Yeah, let's go back to our spiritual nugget. And the reason why we chose this particular scripture is primarily because of the statement that Dr. Vashi made. And again, I quote, that in some supernatural power, uh, I believe there that it helps us, it guides us, it tells us what to do, when to do, and I think that it helps in how I deal with my own life. Then we now can take this scripture and put it in its context, Isaiah 41, as our spiritual nugget, verse 13 and 14. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you worm Jacob, uh, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. We just heard from a physician who believes that God helps him, that God holds his hand, that God gives him direction and insight as he practices his craft and as he goes about his day. And so we are encouraged to know today that the the marriage and the amalgamation of medicine and science and spirituality and faith potentially can be a very powerful partnership that will lend itself to our well-being as we continue to go forth and declaring that God is good and that he's good all the time. Well, great program today, Percy. Thanks for all you're doing to bring health, hope, and inspiration to us. And again, our website is health, hope, and inspiration.com. Download the free resource, How God Works Through Doctors. Percy, I guess we have to wrap things up, but uh, we'll be back next time. Look forward to it. We're coming right back. But in the meantime, remember, we've got work to do, and so do you. So keep chopping the wood. God bless. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.